Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. Thanks for joining us, everyone, for another episode. We are very delighted to be back here with you guys. It's As you guys know, it's been a long week for us, but it's been a fun week. It's been a good week. We just got home the other day from our... Southern California excursions. We're going to have a full recap uh, later in the show. First, we're going to get through some of our normal stuff. Um, other than that, uh, Joe, anything else you want to say to the kids? Say hi. Say top, hello. Top of the morning back. to you, buddy. We're doing this. We're a little, doing this in the morning. Yeah, we are. We're doing this a little bit earlier than we used than we usually do. Um, so some of these numbers might not be correct as they're still estimates for Sunday night. But overall, from a box office standpoint, Crazy Rich Asians continues to to kind of dominate the box office. It's the third week in a row that it will top the box office, which is kind of an incredible feat. Um, it's holding steady. It's around $23 million for the, the four-day holiday weekend estimated projections. It's already made $118 million simply domestically. Um, so it's going to do very well. They're obviously hoping to do well overseas, specifically in Asia, obviously. The Meg continues to do well. It's crossed the $420 million mark worldwide. Mission Impossible has crossed five hundred fifty dollars worldwide. Five hundred fifty dollars. Five hundred fifty million dollars. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's a good catch. I do listen. I no, do that's listen good. Sometimes. That's good. Um, and then a film that I know that Joe is interested in, Operation Finale, opened this week. Yep, I do. Want it to opened see it. in in somewhat limited release, not a full wide release, but it's done very well. It's did about seven million dollars in such a limited release. It will continue to be released. Little bit throughout, uh, trickle throughout. Oscar Isaac, Ben Kingsley's in it. Love ben Kingsley. Anybody else that, I, that I'm missing off the top um, of my head? Or those are the two that I two know. Two main of. ones, right? Yeah, two main actors. So I'm sure, I'm sure you'll see that in the next next week or so. I'm yeah. sure I'll get a chance to see it as well. Uh, it looks very good. It looks like a, a potential Oscar contender. They they're kind of slowly releasing it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, some other news. I'm just gonna kind of jump on into it before we get to the. The, the main story, as it were, a couple of random news. Alec Baldwin, uh, earlier in this week, was announced, your deadline reported, was announced, deadline reported that Alec Baldwin was going to play Thomas Wayne in the Joker movie. Um, this kind of had some wild speculation, and then the next day you heard reports that it's going to be based on a, based on a eccentric businessman who has extremist views or kind of a controversial figure. Um, stop me if you've heard uh, Alec Baldwin playing that type of character before. Yeah. Um, and then the next day, it comes out that Alec Baldwin is not playing Tom Swain the, the Joker. He dropped the bomb. Um, which is, you know, regardless of not whether you think it's a good idea to have Thomas Wayne in the film or not, I think the larger story here is a DC film, The Joker, that has pretty positive press so far, has done pretty well so far in terms of getting quality actors, getting good names behind it. Haven't really heard anything negative about it. This is the kind of stuff that you hear a lot about with DC films. Walter Hamada, who's the new, somewhat new, you know, we talked about maybe a couple months ago, the new head of DC films from Warner Brothers, um, has been quoted as saying he walked into a shit show, basically. Uh, in the terms of there's just lots of projects on the board, there wasn't really a cohesive idea, there wasn't really a cohesive story, there were leaks. In terms of the building, so you know this is the type of stuff that, while I'm excited for the films coming out, I'm especially excited for Aquaman. This is the type of stuff that worries me, obviously, um, because it doesn't feel like 
you know, it's going to take Walter Amada time. You know, it takes a while for these projects to get going and to fill it out. So, so hopefully this is just a little blip on the radar. I'm still excited for the film. Um, anything else you want to go on that or we're good to go, right? Um, no, I was just going to say he had some interesting quotes. You know, he pretty much shot down the idea Alec Baldwin did. Um, and he stated that 25 guys could play that part. So that's just kind of, it's kind of a slap in the face to DC, in my opinion. Like, sure. Like saying, like this was not like a special role, you know. At least that's what how I'm interpreting. It wasn't a role. yeah, it wasn't a prestige part. No, it was no. kind of a small part, maybe. Yeah. So I mean, and I just you know, we, we we quickly touched on it. Is this a symptom of DC's problem, or is it something else? Like, right? Yeah, we know, don't know. Like this is like it's been kind of a symptom. Well, is is it a symptom of just their ongoing struggles with trying to get things organized? Sure, you know it just seems like it's it's they can't seem to get things right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I hopefully Aquaman delivers. Hopefully, I mean Justice League. Everyone kind of knows what the disaster that Justice League was, and we're not going to rehash that. Uh, DC came out of Comic Con looking very good. The footage they showed from Aquaman from Shazam looked very good. They didn't announce really anything because they didn't want to promise anything they couldn't deliver on. They've kind of kept the Joker film, you know, low key. Um, So we'll see, you know, maybe this is just a small lip on the radar and hopefully that's it. Um, But it it is a little worrisome because this is the type of stuff you heard a lot from DC. But regardless, we're going to move on to another superhero film coming out that has gotten some interesting news. Um, Venom. If you can call it a superhero. You can call it, you can call it, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, Venom, of course, the Tom Hardy film coming out in October. We already got the word last week that there that it will be rated PG-13. Unfortunately. So they've gone from the hard R, which is what I think everyone expected, to what they kind of teased about and talked about, to PG-13. But now they're also apparently going to go even a little bit more commercial. They're going to get a theme song. I don't know if it's a theme song or it's going to be like a track song or... And then credit song Eminem is going to provide the song. Which is interesting because it's a PG-13 movie. So are you going to edit the song? Is he going to dub it down? Right. I mean, come on. Eminem is not a PG-13 rapper. Are they just, is the studio just paying Eminem a bunch of money to write a song for this film? I mean, it sounds, the cool idea sounds cool. And I like, and I like the idea, the, the, uh. You know the connection between Eminem and and this and this kind of like anti-hero yeah. role that Venom plays. I think it's really cool. It's a good idea, but it just bums me out. It's PG thirteen. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I don't mean to rehash what we talked about before, but no, it, it feels like it's. I like Eminem, obviously. Um, uh, you know, he when he blew up. I think you and I were in high school. That was probably around the time, so we, yeah. we have a little bit more of a connection to him. But it feels. It feels like the film is getting very, very commercial, more commercial. And I, I think the way they projected the film and the way they first showed the film was going to be this hard, gritty R film that maybe wasn't for everybody. So, you know, we'll see. The other news that we've kind of got, quotes have started to pop up because, again, the press tour is starting soon because the film is released in October. Um, they basically laid out their Spider-Man will not be in the film. They haven't maybe explicitly said that. But from all indications, Tom Holland is not going to be in the film. Partly because of when they were filming, he was filming other things and just busy. Um, and again, they don't want to count their chickens before they roost, I guess. And probably Marvel has a say in that as well. So I'm okay with Tom Holland not being in the film. One, because if the film is just a dud, if Venom's just a dud, and you threw Spider-Man in there just because he's Spider-Man, 
then it kind of lessens the appeal for me in terms of going forward. Anything else you want to go on that? We're good to go. Nope, we're good. Hopefully they get hopefully they get the movie right. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm excited for it, but a little still give it a chance at least. Yeah, I'll give it a chance. Nice. Uh, DC has announced that their streaming service will officially launch on September 15th, which is very, very cool. It's very, very cool. Um, I know a lot of people have signed up for it. Um, it's good stuff. The only thing they've, they've announced a long list of what's already going to be on it. Um, however, the one main show that they've talked about and they've highlighted a lot, the one they previewed at Comic-Con Titans surprisingly won't launch until October 12th. So it's a little bit weird that you're releasing the streaming service and releasing everything, but the one, you know, people go to these streaming services for originality for a lot of the, for a lot of it, and you're not going to release it until a month later. Now, there will be a talk show with Kevin Smith. I think that runs once a week or something like that. Kevin Smith is a pretty big DC fan, so I'm okay with that. Uh, it's just weird that they're kind of... Didn't announce anything for months and months, and all of a sudden, well, nine fifteen hey. is Batman Day, so that's oh really? I didn't even know it that. Is, it is. It was the it was the date that Batman first appeared in comics. Oh wow! So well, that makes sense then. So that's that might be the reason why they're doing it, but I don't know why October twelfth. Maybe that was just the quickest they could get the they could get the show out. I have no idea. But interesting. Yeah. I didn't. I had no idea. Thank you for that. That's yeah, good. No that's good information. So that would make more sense actually. Uh, but again, it still feels where that Titans is. It's coming up later. Dwayne Johnson has announced this week that he is going to be playing the king, former king of Hawaii. I'm not even going to pretend to yeah, announce I know. the name. I, it's, I, I don't want to butcher um, it. But it is apparently, Dwayne Johnson, of course, is from Hawaii, himself has has those roots. Um, he This is apparently a dream role for him. It's going to be kind of a larger, they're, they're saying it's going to be kind of a larger epic historical type of feel of a film. It's got a lot of interesting... Uh, People in the production. It's got Robert Zemeckis is directing it, and yeah. it has the uh, one of the writers from Braveheart. So it it looks to be a really good drama. Um, yeah. we're still so, a... sorry to interrupt. No, you. no, no. Um, yeah, I was gonna say uh, he he said this is a dream role for him, but I guess uh, Moana playing in Moana wasn't enough to appease his Polynesian roots. So um, he, he wanted to he wanted to do this role. But it, it it looks good. I mean, I I don't have any necessarily um, bad things to say about The Rock. I I sorry, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Same people that you're talking about. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Um, I haven't seen all the movies he's been he's been in. I mean, I've you saw Skyscraper. You didn't say it was very. You, you, it was okay, but it it wasn't bad because of him. It wasn't bad because of him exactly. Yeah, he, like, he's he, not. He's, he's actually great. A pretty good. He actor. tries. Yeah. You can tell he's into it. He does a lot of his own stunts. You know he yeah. he cares about the roles he's in. He's not just cashing a paycheck. No, no. And I think I think this will be a really good movie. The fact that they have Robert Zemeckis tied to it, he's done some great films, Flight, Forrest Gump. So yeah, I I think you and I are both excited. We're still a couple years away from this, yeah, obviously, yeah, but it's just, just it just got announced, so that's pretty cool. Uh, some other news that'll be a little more immediate. Matt Smith has joined the cast of Star Wars Episode Seven. Matt Smith Nine. is. I'm sorry, yeah, you're right, episode 9, I don't know why I wrote, I wrote episode 9. Anyways, Matt Smith, thank you. Matt Smith has joined Star Wars episode 9, of course, we directed by J.J. Abrams. Matt, Matt Smith is mostly known for playing Doctor Who, he's played, uh, he's been in The Crown on Netflix. Yeah. There's speculation, again, they haven't announced a character name, they haven't really indicated that they will announce it. Speculation is that it's going to be Ray's dad. 
you know, we'll see. Oh, really? Interesting. I mean, that, that's just, again, that's part of that is just internet speculation. So yeah. it's hard to just gauge off of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, you know, we talked about before about J.J. Abrams. A lot of the threads that he put in were all him in the first film. And a lot, one, of the, one of those big threads was, who are Ray's parents? Um, and basically, you kind of thought maybe it'll be a Skywalker. Maybe it'll be a Solo type of thing. Where Last Jedi basically told it it wasn't, it wasn't, any, one of, it wasn't any of those. Um, so Matt Smith, could, you know, or Matt Smith could just play some random stormtrooper. We have no idea. Um, so we'll see. I thought that was cool. The last bit of news, um, not really news, but it's kind of a cool little tidbit fact. Disney streaming service, they have now announced the name or leaked the name that it's going to be called Disney Play. Well, they, they, they don't necessarily, like, I read, what I read said that it might not be called that that was okay. just how that was just how what they're going with now that was just how somebody referred to it somebody higher up at disney okay they mentioned that they mentioned it'll be like playing disney or something like that it'll play disney movies or something like that okay and then somebody like kind of like oh so it's gonna be called disney play okay so i mean it may or may not be called that i'm just saying like it's it's okay i i don't know that was just what i read no no yeah stay stay tuned to the space and, and yeah and but yeah, it's going to cost net less than Netflix, which is good. It'll be the end of next year. Yep. Um, I mentioned this before in, our, in a previous podcast. Um, I am going to complain a little bit, just briefly, only because this is going to be uh, as a consumer. I hate this because we're going to have like six or seven different subscriptions to places because everyone is everyone and their mother is going to is going to want to come up with these new different services and, and have it be specialized to certain, to certain genres, certain. And so that sucks. Like, I mean, like I understand that like you can't have everything on Netflix or everything on Amazon prime or or whatever people or cable, you know, epics, whatever. But it's just like, as a, as a consumer, it was so convenient to have it in one place, but I understand this is where things are going you know, cable may be going extinct in a couple, whatever, in a decade. And cable is going extinct, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's interesting. So, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. I mean, I... I no, I agree. I, yeah. I, I like, for me, I, I really do want to buy the DC streaming service because I think it'd be cool. I think there's some good shows. But again, you know, that's another... I know I know, I know, know for up. sure I'm going to get the Disney, Disney yeah. play or whatever that is just because that's who I am as a person. Yeah. Um... You know Netflix. You know, I mean, it's you're right. It just adds up. Um, so, so we'll see. Uh, I think that's a good point. Um, you mentioned you mentioned next year. We mentioned D twenty three next year. That's probably a good launching point in terms of advertising and yeah and things like that. Um, but that's all the the random little news that we have. Little tidbits we have. Um, we've been we've been out of the area for most of the week. So if we miss something again, please let us know. And I'll be happy. We'll be happy to Prove touch us on wrong. that. We always like to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll be happy to touch on that next week. <laughs> now we're going to kind of go back to maybe a regular regular piece of information, regular regular segment we have. Uh, we're going to do some TV recommendations. Next week we'll do some book recommendations. Um, I'll start. I'll give you guys a couple recommendations that I have. On Amazon Prime, Jack Ryan just launched on Friday. I've watched the first three episodes. Uh, it's really, really good. Um, it's really, really good. John Krasinski has, you know, he's left Jim as the office. He, he's been in some films before. Obviously, A Quiet Place is what he's, you know, wrote and directed recently. He directed that? He directed it. 
Um, You're serious, he because that was like a really hundred percent. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but yeah, I haven't seen it either because I don't that, like scary movies. But it was, I heard, it was I heard one that of the was best, really good, one of the best reviewed films of the year. Wow, uh, he directed it. That's interesting. Yeah, so he's he's on back on TV as it were, not traditional TV, but streaming. Jack Ryan's really good. It's a character that's really really good. It's going back to the basics of Jack Ryan, you know, because in some of the films he just kind of jumps in. He's like the CIA special agent. Uh, here he's very much like an analyst. And then you see kind of his growth from an analyst to something else. Um, I liked it very much. It's very, very cool. If you have Amazon Prime, it's only eight episodes. <clears throat> I think it's worth checking out. Uh, on Netflix, uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago, Disenchantment was released. It's the new series from the Simpsons creator, Matt Groening. Oh, yeah, yeah. I keep seeing advertisements for that. Yeah, it's if you like The Simpsons, you'll like this show. If you don't like The Simpsons, if you don't like that humor, you won't like the show. Um, so take that for what it is. Ozark season two on Netflix just dropped on Friday as well with Jason Bateman, uh, Laura Linney as the as the the title characters. I haven't started season two mostly because I want to get through one show at a time. I don't like watching multiple shows at a time. So I'm once I get through Jack Ryan, I'll start going on Ozark season two. That's really all I have. There's a bunch of shows. Basically, starting at the end of September, cable season will start then. HBO will have some new shows coming out. I did want to point out that HBO Season 2 of The Deuce starts next Sunday. That's the show that stars James Franco and Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's from David Simon, who is the creator of The Wire. For HBO, one of the best shows that's ever been on TV, at least in my opinion. I could be, you know, it's just my opinion. Um, good show. Season 1 is on HBO Go now. That's only 10 episodes, I think. If, if you like The Wire, if you like those type of shows, you'll enjoy it. Do you have anything for us this weekend, Joe, on TV? Or? Um, I, 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 I have some kind of old show, not, not old shows, but shows that you and I both watch. Um, one, of them, one of them, not so much you, but obviously this, is the, this upcoming season for The Big Bang Theory is going to be the last sure. season. It has been, I'll, I'll be honest, it has been some time since I've watched some of the new episodes um, there are a couple reasons for that was because I kind of like lost touch with it and like, I'm not a huge binge watcher, binge watching fan. Um, but I did like the original, um, the first couple seasons. And the reason I liked those seasons is because it kind of showed the guy, the, the, you know, all the guys, their struggles with women. I liked that. Like I really identified. Don't they like all have girlfriends? They all have girlfriends and wives now. So okay. it's like, it's. So I, they grew up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, okay. Well, they grew up, but I mean, like, even, but even then, it's just kind of funny. Like, Sheldon has a wife. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just that, that, that to me, it's, it's not like, I, I understand that the characters have to grow and they have to kind of keep the story going and they have to, they have to find some way. I mean, and, and, and from what people have told me, the jokes are still pretty good. It's still very funny. I, I will have to pick it up in the last season and see how it is. Um, yeah. But that's the only that's the only uh, show that I have okay. a, I have a mild interest in seeing is Big Bang Theory. Okay, I think I think the last season starts at the end of September, which yeah. is when most of it's the coming up here most of the cable shows will start because you'll get football this week, so it'll get football a week or so by itself, and then cable shows will start to pop up. Um, now we're gonna get into some. Thank you for that, Joe. 
Now we're going to get into some theme park news. Oh, Joe, yeah. this first one oh, is yeah. going to be all you. Yep. You got a notification on this literally as we were driving by as, Magic Mountain. I know. So go ahead and give me go ahead and give go ahead and give it to me, Joe. It's uh so Magic Mountain is creating like a racing coaster. Uh this is in uh Valencia. We drove by it and it was kind of funny. Like I received like an email notification like as we're driving by. So it's really kind of funny how what location services does. Um, but yeah, it's, and they were they were so slow. They were trying to get you. Oh park yeah, right yeah. There. So there was slow, no one so in line. Slow. There You're was so ridiculous. There was no one in line. Anyone who wants to go to Magic Mountain with me, let me know. Give me a holler. Uh, I do love roller coasters, but it's but but actually, so this this coaster that they're making, it's it, they're it's called West Coast Racers. It's going to be similar to the Twisted Colossus ride that they have now in terms of like having like dual coasters that kind of race each other and that kind of and and. It, what what makes it is the twentieth coaster that they have at Magic Mountain, which is the most coasters of any theme park in the world. Mm-hmm. I think it's which, pretty spectacular. Which is yeah, at. yeah. So I mean, like they they have twenty <laughs> coasters there. Some of them are kind of kids kids coasters, but any in any event, um, what makes this coaster special, obviously, is it's going to have four high speed launches and then a a quote unquote pit stop. Whatever okay. that is, um, it's somehow designed. Or the guy who the guy who uh, directed West Coast Customs, he's he has a hand in this ride somehow. So somehow or other, they're going to do something at a pit stop. Maybe okay. some maybe something similar to the Cars Land where you get tires and things like that. I'm not sure exactly, okay. but it's supposed to be very cool. Um, Interesting. I do have a mixed review on it simply because they already have the Twisted Colossus ride that's kind of dueling, that's kind of dueling uh, coasters. So uh, we'll see how this works. Um, it's going to have a couple lift hills too. Um, do you have? Do we have an estimated opening date that they? Gave? Oh, uh, it might be next. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I didn't get that. I'm sorry. No, no, uh, that's it's fine. They it, might not. They might not have said it. Yeah, so. yeah. They may or may not have said it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, audience. But uh, I just kind of got the details about what the coaster is going to be like. It's going to be themed like somehow like West Coast car racing. Okay. Cool. Um, but now I know you have some news, and we'll discuss this for a minute about uh, Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. Yeah, so as you guys know, Galaxy's Edge is scheduled to open uh, next summer, next next July, I believe, June or July in Disneyland. It'll open in the winter in Disney World. Um, one of the one of there's going to be two main attractions. One of the main attractions is an attraction they're testing now. They're apparently testing it in Glendale, which is what Disney does, or I assume most places do, they'll test their rides, obviously, in a controlled facility, just like you would a TV show or a movie or things like that, uh, to get consumer feedback. Uh, one of the rides is is based on the Millennium Falcon, so there's apparently six people inside the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Each person has a different job or a different role assigned to them, um, that you know, one person's the captain, one person's the pilot, one person's the gunner. I don't know. Whatever those positions are, one person's chewy and just yells. I have no idea what the roles are. Um, so they've been testing this. When they first had people come in, they had people come in in groups of six that were friends with each other. That was really, really cool. People liked that. People enjoyed that. It's when they started testing it with different groups of people that didn't know each other. That's when it became kind of funky. 
because they didn't know who's supposed to do what role. How am I supposed to be very frustrating? Yeah. How am I supposed to, if I, if Joe and I are going to Disneyland together and there's another group of two and there's another group of two, how do we decide who's the pilot? How do we decide again? Maybe they're going to figure these things out, but for a ride that is, they're putting, you know, literally millions of dollars in, in terms of construction. And we've seen the construction a little bit when we were there, the construction looks amazing. It looks tall, looks huge. It looks literally like something out of this world, which is what they want you to experience. Um, the fact that they're having problems with this. There's trouble with the force, you could say. Sure. Um, that's a little worrisome. Um, that's a good joke. Um, again, they, they want this to be a... When you're in Star Wars land, they want this to be a completely interactive experience. When you walk in, everything that they that you do is recorded Build, in some sense. Off the ride. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if you're literally buying food at a Star Wars gift shop or a galaxy's edge gift shop or whatever or whatever they they will know the person whether it's a robot whether it's a person they will know what you did on that mission what if you crash the mission <laughs> like what if you you know i mean it, if i wait three hours in line for a ride and like which is going to be about which is what it is yeah. and i you know some random person that i don't know is the pilot or something and they crash in the first five seconds like what does that mean like does that mean the ride experience is over do I not get the full experience? Like, so again, some of these things I'm sure are going to get worked out, but the fact that, and it's coming out publicly, not from Disney, obviously, but some, some inside sources are kind of saying that this is a big problem. Another big problem they mentioned is, is loading. You know, you mentioned that this is going to be a hugely popular ride. Of course, anything in Disney in Galaxy's Edge is going to be hugely popular. Someone made an estimate that it was only one fourth or one third. I don't remember. Mm. That it was Pirates of the Caribbean is is obviously a large loading ride. Yes, uh, it's constantly loading. And this, the Millennium Falcon, there's there's only six people in the ride at once, but there's twelve to fourteen different Millennium Falcon entrances, regardless. So they're gonna load all the people at once. Uh, we don't know how long the ride is in general, whether it's one minute, sixty seconds, whether it's you know three minutes, five minutes, whatever. But something to the effect of they can only load one fourth of the people per hour on this ride in its current state as they can of Pirates of the Caribbean. So that's a problem. Um, again, yes, you want to ride Pirates every time you go to Disneyland because it's awesome and it's, it's a wonderful Disneyland experience. But if you're going for Galaxy's Edge, you want to ride this ride. And if you're, you're lying, you're already talking a three to four hour wait just to get on this, on this ride. Fast passes, if there are even going to be any, I'm sure are going to get eaten up real quick in the day. It's very, very interesting. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts on it, Joe? Anything you got? Or it's just um, random well, random news that you don't normally hear from Disney? And yeah, it's a I little, mean... a little worrisome. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, it... The, like, before I talk about the ride, I do want to comment a little bit on the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge land that cool. you can see from some of the rides. And just, I mean, it's, it is kind of hidden in the back of Disneyland, but it looks enormous like it looks gorgeous too the biggest expansion yes. Disneyland ever to Disneyland um, so I mean I'm very excited about that um, in terms of the ride the Millennium Falcon ride um, I have mixed reviews about it I mean it sounds like an interesting experience but at the same time um, anytime you're creating something new 
there's going to be problems. There's going to be issues. There's, they're going to have to tweak things. So, I mean, I'm not... And this is why you do testing, right? Yes, this is why you do testing. So, I'm not super worried about it. I mean, a part of me kind of feels like this is, again, a, a symptom of, a, of, of the bigger problem that is Star Wars fans. Okay. Um, you know, they're not... It, you, you want to... You want to entice the newer generation, the younger, the younger crowd into Star Wars lore, into Star Wars, um, you know, culture. But at the same time, you have to appease older generations who kind of grew up watching the old movies that came out in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be maybe that's part of the issue, too, that they're, they're having. I'm not sure. But, you know, like anything, anything that's. Any any giant project that you're going to undertake, there's going to be things you have to tweak. Yeah. Um, I I don't see this as being like the death sentence for the ride, and sure. you know they're just going to have to make adjustments. I mean, yeah, and yeah, I mean what like one of the things that I mentioned to you, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, audience. But when Star Tours first came out, um, when I was a kid, it used to be just one little simulation ride it was one one little container okay the hell the hell the ride so it was always a long long wait and i never went on it and now they have like what is it like 12 six 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 uh, different yeah, yeah i think it's six six to six, eight, or six like to eight different simulators yeah. so you can feed people in just like so, so many going, yeah, yeah so it gets going and so you know you can have a, a much bigger crowd and the line goes quicker so we'll see i mean just to kind of just to kind of related to what you were talking about how, on how there might not be the line might not go as quickly as one would hope yeah. so we'll we'll see that like i said they're gonna have to make adjustments yeah. i'm not that worried about it um and we're still a years away so yeah. they could still make yeah. time the way the way they've described it at d23 in, in 20 you know last d23 2017 and, and the way it's been described now it's 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 the most unique theme park experience attraction you've ever experienced. Because and that sounds cool. Because that it's unique cool. based on what what you do in it's on, you the, know, on the simulation. Um, so that sounds very cool. Again, you know, I, maybe this is just me being worrisome because I, I care and I want it to be awesome. But you know, I can. You know, we'll see. We're still a year. We're still a year away. This is why they do testing. This is this is it. Um, if anyone has heard anything or as soon as news breaks or anything like that, I'll, we'll make sure that we, we get that to you guys as well. Another quick note that I just wrote down for Disneyland. Um, in Galaxy's Edge, they, they, they will sell alcohol in Disneyland. In Galaxy's Edge only. This will be the first time in Disneyland besides Club 33, of course, which is going to be exclusive for Club 33 members, that you can get alcohol. In Disneyland. Yeah. Because they have alcohol in Disney Disney California, California you're correct. Um, so Galaxy's Edge, they will sell alcohol in Galaxy's Edge, whether that maybe the means tavern, maybe, 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 yeah, maybe the tavern with the band playing. Do, do, yeah. do, 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 do. Right. So we don't know. We assume I assume it's going to be some sort of mixed cocktail drinks versus just straight up beer, but we never know. Um, so some people will like that. Some people are always disappointed that you can't get beer in Disneyland or alcohol in Disneyland, but it is what it is. Um, now we're going to get to, this is going to be the longest yep. segment of the show today so we made sure we saved enough time for it um obviously if you if you're still following the show with us we're on week 13 lucky number 13 
Um, you know that we've been planning our trip uh, for a while. We just took it last week. It was about four and a half days. Yep. We did a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I think you and I spent almost all day Friday just relaxing and doing nothing oh, yes. because it was exhausting. We didn't get home till Thursday night around 9.30 or 10. Um, so I'm just going to go down topic by topic, and then Joe just chime in and let yep. me know what you thought of it. As always, one of the first things we did, not the first thing we did, this is just the first thing I wrote down because I think it would be the quickest topic. Uh, we were able to check out the 10th anniversary screening of The Dark Knight in IMAX yep. um, at Universal City. Universal City is one of the most unique theaters um, on the West Coast, if not the world. So there's general IMAX and there's IMAX 70mm. And 70mm, I don't know what the mm stands for, you correct no, me if I'm wrong. Maybe, probably. Um, <laughs> so... I didn't want to say that'd be wrong. Maybe. maybe. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. If but... I, I know we saw The Hateful Eight in 70 millimeter. Yeah. 70 mm. Okay. And it's, you know, there's IMAX, which is awesome. Then there's 70 mm IMAX, which is very, very different. It's it's a lot bigger. Um, now, you and I were sitting in the front row, so that Front made row, it, ladies and gentlemen, front row means absolutely front row. There was nobody in front of us. Yeah. I've never sat in a movie that was this close. And even though we did it... Even though it was a 10-year-old movie, even though I knew practically every scene in it, it was still incredible. It still delivered. And I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I no, just had to say good. front row, mate, front row. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, I want, you know, so. And it wasn't even that uncomfortable. A lot you know, of it, yeah. If, if it had been like a Transformers movie where things are like moving, where the screen is moving really quickly and it's hard to figure out what's going on. No, it wasn't like that. There's a lot of scenes where there's a lot of dialogue, where there's just a steady camera and you could, you could pick up the scene and it wasn't disorienting at all. Yeah. At all. It was very, very cool. There were some shots that were, you know, were in IMAX and there were in IMAX yeah. cameras, some shots that were in IMAX 70mm cameras. So the proportions were a little bit different. Not all the time the entire screen was filled. That didn't bother me. That was cool. It, there, made, it, yeah. it, made, it, it made it exciting when it, and, and, and when, when it, at the very beginning, when the kind of, the clowns are robbing the bank and then the scene, the, the screen, kind of large you know got got the whole screen when you got some yeah. of the more wider yeah when, shots. W- yeah when you got the wider shots the crowd was clapping you yeah. know it was it was very much like a new film atmosphere which was awesome yeah um it was very very cool yeah um again we're not going to rehash the movie because no. because it's been 10 years um i will say that it was a it was a random monday night that we went the crowd was almost full people yeah. were into it they were excited. They were wearing T-shirts. They were yep. clapping when Heath Ledger got on the screen for the first time. Yep. Um, it was very, very exciting. Again, not many films are like The Dark Knight. Um, it's It holds a very, very special place to a lot of people. I will say that I hope that this, the success of what The Dark Knight is in terms of re-releasing it, hopefully we'll get other films re-released. Because again, I think, you know, I've spoken about this several times that, you know, sometimes seeing these epic films on the big screen are that's how they're meant to be seen you know even if you have a nice 60 inch tv at your house it's not the same experience as walking into a movie theater and seeing these classic films um so seeing the dark knight again even if it was the last time i see it on a big screen you know with a crowd that's cheering that's enjoying it you know yeah it's nice to sometimes go to theater by yourself and you're kind of there's not a lot of people and you're just kind of sitting there and you're enjoying it when you go sometimes the appeal of going opening weekend or the first week is 
is seeing it with the crowd and the energy. Going to opening night of Avengers. It's, Absolutely. The crowd is there. The Absolutely. excitement. The crowd cheers when someone walks on the screen. And, you know, Heath Ledger took off the mask for the first time when he's in the bank. And the crowd just went apeshit. Like, it was awesome. It was very, very cool. Um, so it was an awesome experience. Um, you know, the next next week, I think it plays in Toronto, I think, for a week or something like that. So if there's any random people in Toronto listening... Please go check out the film. <laughs> Other than that, that's that's all we really got to say on that. Um, if you ever have a chance to go to Universal City to watch a film in their IMAX screen, um, it was it was pretty huge. awesome. It was it was not like like there were some other IMAX screens that we've seen at least in the Bay Area, sure. and it blew it out of the water. Yeah. Like it was huge. Universal City is a special, special yeah. It theater. was huge. It reminded me. It reminded me, I mean, and I mentioned this to you, of if, if there's any listeners out there who used to go to Great America and used to have the big IMAX screen there, that was like one of the first I had ever seen, and that one was huge as well. And okay. this one was about the same size, it seemed like, okay. which is much, much bigger than anything you know that I've seen currently today. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, just real quickly, it's very difficult to find anything wrong with that movie. We won't... We won't go into details about what we what we liked about the movie, but like I said, even though I even though I knew pretty much all the scenes, even though it's been even though it's a ten year old movie, it's still delivered on all accounts. Um, it was a very very cool experience, yeah. one that we didn't plan on originally, but I think we're both glad that yes, very that much, very much. Um, so. One of the other things we did, one of the very cool things we did, uh, we went on a Warner Brothers studio tour. I want to give a quick shout out to Mark for thanks for the hookup on the tickets. Uh, that means a lot. Um, thank you. Love you very much. Yeah, thank uh, you, Mark. Awesome. It was a great experience. It was very, very cool. Um, this was my second time going on the tour, so a lot of the things they did are the same. Some of the the archive stuff in terms of where they take you for, um, you know, for pictures and costumes that changed a little bit. It wasn't all Justice League. I think it was, you know, Batman v Superman because that was the film that had come out at the time. But the Batman cars and, and the props and driving through the sound stages, that was mostly the same. So I'm not sure it's a tour that you could do every other year or something like that. Um, but I still enjoyed it. Joe, this was your first time going on the yeah. studio tour. This, give, me, give me some highlights. Give me something that you liked about it. This was the surprise that you had planned for me. Um, and I knew nothing about what we were going to do. We pulled up to Warner Brothers and I was like, what are we doing? And, and he goes, oh, we're going on the Warner Brothers studio tour. And I'm like, awesome. First of all, it was much more intimate than the Universal Studios studio tour um, in that it was, it, it's only like one small tram that you're in. So, and you have a personalized um, studio uh, guide, tour a tour guide who kind of, he kind of, he, he discusses movies and sets and things like that, but he does it to what your interests are in, in the audience. So he asked us questions about what kind of movies we like, and he—it wasn't just a pre-scripted tour, yeah, um, which made it great. Like yeah. I said, it was much more intimate. Um, it was interactive. Of, yeah. yeah, it was interactive. Some of the stuff we saw just real quickly that was cool was we got to check out the Batmobiles in one of the big. What, was your, what was your favorite? What was your favorite Bat transporter that you liked? Oh, it what had to like? be the Tumbler. The Tumbler. Tumbler. Oh, the Tumbler. Cool. I mean, it was, it, it was still. I have pictures on my Facebook. Some of some of my some of the listeners out there are friends with us on Facebook. I posted some of the pictures. Um, that was very cool. It was also very cool for me to check out the set of Friends. 
Um, I have some friends. <laughs> I have some friends that like friends. That just show friends. No pun intended. Um, and it was kind of cool to be on the set, sitting on the couch. You know, we could yeah. go to Central Perk and have a cup Absolutely. of coffee or something. That was very, very cool. But overall, it was it, it's it's a much different experience. It's much more about how the movies are made than necessarily like the Universal Studios tour, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, is much more about stunts. Yeah. Um, like it's much more about like like your your you get to see like how how a stunt is made. Um, we got to walk through the prop stage. I mean, we literally could walk. I mean, if I wanted to, I didn't want to because you could obviously get in trouble. But you could literally touch some of these props that they use in movies. Like you could walk by. You're literally like you know a foot away from all these dozen you know millions of props. Um, it was a very very cool experience. I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. Um, thank you, Mac, for playing. No, that yeah, out. and th- thank thanks you. again to Mark. That's that's very very cool of you. Um, it, was, there, was there something you wanted? To no, have? I mean, I I think you you touched on most of it. Most of it. It's a very very cool experience. They split it up, like Joe mentioned. They split it up. Your group is split up, but it's split up into multiple different sections. Um, you know, you're kind of driving on some of the like the open sets, which would be like the outdoor staging of you know houses and communities and towns. Um, you get to get out and walk around and take pictures and. You know, you walk into a building and it's just an empty building. Yeah, you get to actually walk around. Yeah, you get to see things like that. Um, You get to go to an Arcat stage, which is where they're they're highlighting. They highlight some of the costumes and characters from Justice League. And then Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts, Wonder Woman. Um, Then they have a special section that's just reserved for, you know, Batmobiles. Batman is probably the most, you know, one of the most iconic, you know, pieces of property that Warner Brothers owns. So they highlight it. There's... Um, from literally all of the Batman films, not yep, just the new ones, much, um, everything from Batman v Superman all the way to the first Batman, things like that. Walk through the prop tour. You get to go through an interactive part at the end of the tour, which was kind of cool. You get to walk around and see some cool props and see some different things. Um, I would recommend it if you guys are in L.A. You have a couple hours. It's a good two to three hours. Yeah, um, it's, it's long. very, very cool. Um, yeah, I think that's it for that. That was kind of just a cool little thing that I thought we could do Yeah, it was um, on the side. Um, now we're going to get to some Disney stuff. We'll start in downtown Disney because that might be the least exciting thing. But um, as some of you may or may not know, downtown Disney is going through a huge transformation right now. There is no more ESPN Zone. There is no more AMC Theaters. There is no more Earl of Sandwich. There is no more Rainforest, Rainforest Cafe, Cafe. which is where we're going to eat. Yeah, didn't we even, couldn't. didn't even realize yeah. it. It's on that border. So the border is now where the Lego store is and the monorail is. Yeah. Um, the last they stop. are building a new five-star diamond hotel there um, within that property where all that other stuff was. Again, that's not Rocket Talk for a couple of years now at this point, at least two, three years. Um, but that is why there's a huge downtown change, huge change in downtown Disney, excuse me. Um, one of the things that is new in downtown Disney that we were able to experience was Splitsville Lane. Yeah. Um, it's the bowling alley um, in downtown Disney. There are apparently other Splitsville Lanes in other parts of the country, I've never been to one. I've never heard of it. Um, this is a very different type of bowling experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the layout's very different. Why don't you give me some differences from Switzerland Lane if you, versus just some random bowling alley down the street that you and I might go well, to? Well, there were some similarities and some differences, yes. Um, they have, like, a, a nice restaurant and bar that's literally, like, right when you walk in. Um, that is similar to, to like, 
let's say the uh, the bowling alley that's at Valco. Sure. Um, you know they have a you big, can get food. Yeah. Yeah, you can get food. They have a big restaurant. You can sit down, and order drinks. But what made this bowling alley very unique in my mind was that it didn't have all the lanes were separated. Um, they had like a group of like four lanes in one part of the building, and then you would walk around the corner. It's a big building. Yeah, it's a huge building. And then they would, and so they only had like four lanes in one section. And we were like, oh, this is kind of small. But then like they take you to your lane and you're literally walking by these different corridors and they have groups of like four different lanes that are, that are organized and oriented differently throughout the yeah. building. So it was very cool. It, it very much felt like you were kind of by yourself and, and not like, you know, part of like a huge conglomerate, a bowling alley, sure. you know, where you're all kind of, you can look down and see like hundreds of lanes. No, it was much more tailored to it, like, I, I'm going to use the word again, intimate. It was much more intimate. Okay. Um, we won't go into the we won't go into the details of how the bowling turned out. But Joe won two out of the three I games. I did win two out of the three games, but that's okay. That was a rarity, and 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 we had we had a good time. But yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was good. That was that was the uh, that was that was my experience with it. I mean, did you have anything that you wanted? No, I I thought it was very very cool. If you do have a an annual pass, make sure you show your annual oh, pass because yeah. we got like half off. Yeah, the bowling. It was basically. You know, for the twenty dollars, twenty dollars for, for for the for hour. hour for an hour. Plus, your shoes come within that hour. Um, again, we went we went bucks. early in the day, um, so the the prices were a little bit low. But it was basically you know buy one get one at that point. Yeah, I don't know if that's a a common thing that will keep forever. Um, Splitsville Lane is a little new, so maybe they're just doing that to drum up some business, maybe some promotion. Right? Um, but it's always worth a shot. They all they do do discounts as well. Service was very very cool. Yeah, uh, as well. It was it was. It was a nice addition to downtown Disney, I thought. I, I um, you know, it's not something that I feel like I have to drive all the way to Anaheim to go bowling. But if I'm there and I have an hour or so and or the park closes early for, you know, park, whatever, you know, you know what I mean. It's, yeah, we, it's, it's not, it's not we a We had some time to yeah. kill, so we decided to check it out. It's not a bad great. waste of an hour. It, it was, was great. Cool. Also in downtown Disney, there's some new things. One new thing, uh, Ballast Brewing Company is building a restaurant that uh, food-wise is probably going to fill the void that ESPN Zone had. ESPN Zone was kind of a brewing company, not a brewing company in the sense of beer, but pub food and that type of thing. So yeah. it looks like they're building it. Um, you think that's going to do very well? I think we'll so. See. I mean, I, I just because like I, a lot of my friends, they really like Ballast Point beer. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I've never had it. I'm not a beer drinker. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're building that right in the middle of downtown. So yeah. Yeah. that's probably next year we're looking about the void. Is the 3D virtual reality Star Wars simulator? We didn't go on that. Prices are very, very pricey for that. Um, but it looked like you can just walk onto that. There oh, wasn't, yeah. Um, yeah. there was a line or anything like that for that. Um, the other new thing we went to is called Sprinkle, I believe. Um, it's the new cupcake place. It's right next to Uva and Uva Catal, the restaurant, the outdoor bar. Um, cupcake was awesome. That's all I really have to say <laughs> about that. Um, there's that there's Marceline's Confectionery, there's Hagen Dust, there's tons of places for you to get diabetes in downtown Disney. <laughs> um, but Sprinkle, Sprinkle might be my new favorite place. Although uh, I'll always have a soft spot for Marceline's, just because they have a little more variety. You're good on that. We're ready to yep, move on. Yep. Let's move um, on. You want to start DCA? Or you want to start Disneyland first? Let's just go in order. DCA. 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 So we'll go right first. Um, I'll, I'll go first on Pixar Pier. Um, Pixar Pier, the layout, again, it's not fully built yet, so we can't fully judge it yet. Um, it looks awesome. 
It looks clean. It looks cool. How does it look compared to compared to Paradise? Um, it's, a lot, it... it's a lot more brighter. Okay. There's a lot more, you know, the theming. Again, we talked about theming, what Disneyland is. And, you know, instead of just saying hot dogs, here's a hot dog place. There's Angry Dogs because it's from yeah, the yeah. character and Inside Out. Um, you know, just... I I enjoyed it. You know, the ride, not the rides, the, the games where it used to be just kind of boardwalk games. Now they're themed to movies, so they're, they're themed to some of the Pixar things. Um, I thought it was very, very cool. Uh, it sounds like you did, maybe didn't necessarily see no. a huge difference. Or? No, I, I just wanted to, okay. to, to make a distinction between that and Paradise Pier. I mean, you're right. Uh, for all those reasons that you mentioned, it's very much in sync with the movies, with yeah. the with the short Pixar films that they have, like like you were saying, some of the games that they have are tailored towards um, the short Pixar films that yep. we saw. We saw those too; those were very cool. Um, no, I, I mean, it was definitely a, a good facelift. Um, cool. I mean, did I think it was necessary? Eh, maybe, maybe not. But I mean. It definitely looks great. I'll give them yeah. that. Like it doesn't. They they spared no expense. The design is cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. the design is very colorful. Very cool. Toy Story Midway Mania looks great. Well, that, that was um, the same. Well, they 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 had spruced it up a little bit. They did. Yeah, maybe you didn't notice it. Okay, I but didn't. you know, yeah. uh, for me, it's okay. Um, the one ride that's kind of the new main attraction now. Again, not a new ride, but a retheming of the ride is the Incredicoaster. This was the yeah. first ride we went on. Um, it was. I enjoyed it. We unfortunately oh, you enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, for what it was. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to write it again. I'm sure Joe will go on a rant yeah, about that. I was a little um, disappointed we couldn't write it at night. But the the theming, um, from what I could tell, again, we only wrote it one time. Um, but I understood the story. I understood that they were trying to tell a story. I didn't catch every little instance of the story or the details. Um, yeah. Which is again why writing it a second or third time would have been good. Um, but I understood that, that Jack, Jack, you know, Edna Moe is not a good babysitter. I understood that. Even though um, she was in the movie. Yeah. I, so I understood, you know, I saw little things like Mr. Incredible trying to bribe Jack, Jack with a with the, with cookie. The, with the cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, the queue looked very cool. The queue had, yeah. had, you know, different, yes. you know, the queue for California Streaming was just a walkthrough, which is fine. That's all it needed to be. Um, you know, they had the waterfall, which is where you take, you know, character meet and greets now, which is very, very cool. Yeah. The walkthrough of the ride looked very, very cool. Just the proscenium arch around the yeah. ride that yes. said I for Incredibles. That and it had like knew the, where it was. It looked like their house. Yeah. 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 It looked like the house from Incredibles yeah. too. Do you have anything really else on Incredicoaster? Not 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 that it broke down, because rides break down, that happens. I know. We, we can't I was really get so disappointed. You know, rides break down. And then of course the next day we go on the Disneyland app and it's running just fine. It happens. It's it's it's, it's an imperfect system. That's just uh, it's just rides. Oh, Anything else you want to go on um, in credit coaster? No. I, did you did you significantly like it more than California Streaming, or was it just the same? I mean, obviously the ride is the same. It's not like did, did it feel like it went slower at times because no, they were trying to tell it like going up. And I didn't. Tell a story? I, okay. didn't I didn't notice a significant change in the pace of the ride. No, okay. I did not. Um, but it does have a lot of. I mean, you like to use this word, Easter eggs, subtle references to the movie. Um, it's kind of hard to pick up on some of them uh, during the day, I think, because 
um, at night, I think the the lights and, and whatnot uh, are illuminated, and you can kind of see a it lot more. It would have been a very different. Yeah, it would have been a then. much different experience at night, or at least at dusk. Yeah. Um, that's why I was hoping we could ride it again, but we didn't. Um, but I mean, I thought it was a great ride. It's again, it's one of my favorite rides in Disney's at Disneyland in general. Um, I love roller coasters. I think it's a very very smooth ride. I love the fact that it has a loop. Um, I agree with Mac. It does it does tell us a, a, a story now, which is it it got it. It's, it's, it's more interesting and more enjoyable like the Tower of Terror it was or wasn't. Um, and now with Guardians of the Galaxy, it tells a story. So when you're dropping up and down, it's like it's, it does tell a story. It's more enjoyable. Um, okay. And, you know, I make that comparison a lot. Sure. It's, it, was it needed? Maybe, maybe not. We can we can debate on that, but it's definitely a better enjoy. It's a more enjoyable experience than it was before. Okay. Um, but it was hard to for me. It was hard to kind of make. It, it was kind of hard to make that ride even better, and I think they did that. Cool. So right, I'm glad to hear that. Um, I'm very excited to to give it another chance whenever whenever that is. Whenever even though you might get sick. Maybe um, you got to <laughs> pace yourself. Um, <laughs> The Last other thing, cool yeah. thing in Disney California and Pixar Pier, and this might be my favorite thing that we did. Your um, favorite thing? In, in Pixar Pier. Oh, Pixar Pier. Pier. Um, was, was we went to the Lamplight Lounge. The Lamplight Lounge is, of course, you know, taking over the Cove Bar and taking over Ariel's Grotto. They still have the Cove Bar seating upstairs, so you kind of buy the bar. But downstairs, it's completely 100% brand new. They have water side seating. They have bar seating downstairs. Um... I really enjoyed this dining experience. Food was awesome. The food was uh, incredible. Service was amazing. Service was impeccable. Um, they even took us early. They take reservations now, which is even yep. better. You yep. don't have to wait in a line all day. Yeah. Um, highly recommend reservations. Yeah. You could, you and they even took us early from our, for our reservations. Yeah. Like we, we wanted to eat lunch and our reservation was like at two thirty or something like that. We showed up around one forty-five, two o'clock and they got us in and they got us in. No problem. I mean, it was just the two of us. But the service was impeccable. The, the the food was great. I mean, it's a little on the pricey side, but you get what you pay for. Right. I mean, that's, you're you're in Disney California. You're in a you're in a restaurant. You know, it's like going to Carthay Circle or something like that. Like it's or Blue Bayou. Like it's yeah. You're you're paying for that experience. If you want something a little bit cheaper, you know, you're gonna go to Downtown Disney or yeah. get just a hot but, dog or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like it wasn't it wasn't just hot dog food. It was, no, it, was, it, was it was wonderful. It was, food. Yeah, it was great food. You know, good size. We had good size portions. Yeah, I was full the rest of the day. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't even get dessert because we were so full. We shared an appetizer. Potato skins were delicious. Mac got a burger. We we both got burgers. Mac got a uh, beef the burger. Cheddar burger. Yeah. Cheddar burger. I got a salmon burger. Delicious. The service was great. Um, I will say, if you're a, if you're a Pixar fan in general, you'll love the look of the yes, restaurant. The it has decor. Or, yes, the decor. Um, is it's you know on the wall. There's just posters, hundreds yeah. of references. Even, to in, the films, even the in the bathrooms, even in the bathrooms, there's yeah. writing on the wall. There's you know, if you're a Pixar fan, again, Pixar Pier is the place you want to go. It's awesome. There's lots of little things for it. Lamplight Lounge is very very cool. Um, I know that whenever I go back to Disney California, Disneyland, um, I very much want to go back to Lamplight Lounge to try some new food, to eat somewhere else, maybe eat on the water side this yeah, time or something Yeah, get a else. different spot. Um, yeah. 
but it's something that I would definitely return to. Um, it was very, very cool. I think that's all for DCA. Um, that's the only new stuff that there really is. Everything else we've done before. Um, Disneyland, I don't know. There's nothing really new in Disneyland um, in terms of rides. The one thing they're building, of course, is Galaxy's Edge, which will be yeah, open for a while. Which we talked about. The one, you know, maybe significant change is they had just changed it over. Um, when I was in March, it was the old version. When I was in May, they were working on it, so it was closed. But now Pirates is back open. The auction scene has changed with the redhead. The redhead is no longer uh, being so, auctioned off. She's now... Selling chickens. She's now things. doing something. I don't know. Um, anything to talk about that or not really? We're not going to get it. We're not getting a discussion about feminism or anything like to that. To be honest, I don't really care. Cool. I mean... I, I don't really care either. Never good. I mean, I... Yeah. I mean, I... I I understand what we, we we discussed this already back when we when we were doing some other episodes. Um, I do understand the reasons why they changed it, but it that didn't make or break the ride for me. Um, I will say that uh, as a side note, if you're going to go on this ride, please, please, please do not take flash photography. The first time we went on this ride, it, someone was taking pictures, and it literally ruined the whole experience for me. Um, so please don't take flash photography. But in terms of the changes that they made, it looks great. I mean, I guess they had to they had to change some of the voices, or you know, change what he was saying. You don't really notice it unless you remember what it looked like before. I mean, it yeah, looks, it was fine. It looks fine. I mean, the, the rest they have, of the ride they have like a, is the they same. Have, yeah, the rest it's of the ride's fine. They have like a woman pirate there who was like trying, who's like drinking some rum or something. I don't. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's a Disney yeah. classic. It'll be there until the day Disneyland dies, which will yeah. be never. Um, anything else on Disneyland? That's pretty much it, right? We're we're good on that. Uh, the Matterhorn was closed. I was really but bummed out about that. that. But then Haunted Mansion was also closed for you. We, 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 knew, we knew that. We knew all that going in, though. Yeah. Um, Mac didn't sit in the front. He, we did not sit in the front on Splash Mountain, so neither of us got significantly wet, which was interesting. Which was good. Yeah. Mac, um, Mac was happy about that. It's all good. Uh, the back seat's the best seat, for sure. Yeah. Because you, you get much, so yeah. much space there. So comfortable. Um... Cool. I think that's all for Disneyland. Again, nothing new in Disneyland in terms of, of building attractions. They they basically are just remodeling at this point certain things. Um, they're building Trader Sam's, the restaurant. So Tiki, the Tiki Room was closed. Yeah. Uh, Aladdin's Oasis is closed. Aladdin's Oasis is being changed to Trader Sam's. So it's going to be kind of like an outdoor blue bayou in a sense. When you're going to be on the Jungle Cruise, eventually you're going to be able to just kind of... When you're on the Jungle Cruise, you'll see people in Trader Sam's uh, eating there. That's going to be a while, but nothing new to report on that. I'm sure whenever Trader Sam's open, I'll check that out because that's what I do. Um, last but not least, we're going to jump into Universal. This might be the majority of the topics, so we're going to we're going to hit maybe four topics or so and then kind of move on. Um, Universal Studios, Hollywood. I've been there recently a couple times last year. Um, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which included the ride, I've done it before i've experienced it so i want to get your reaction joe it was your first time it was my first time so first give me give me the experience of the ride and then give me the experience of the land so go ahead and go with the ride first. so i'm not gonna, not the hippogriff ride not the hippogriff ride. just the i'm the, gonna be honest with you mac uh you kind of you i mean i'm not gonna blame you okay but my expectations were pretty high 
for this ride. Uh-huh. And I was a little bit and disappointed. didn't live up to it? Okay. I was a little bit disappointed. Okay. Um, but you went on it twice. I went on it twice, and it was interesting. It's it's certainly a techno- technologically advanced ride. Um, there are times, like if you look around, um, first of all, it's, it's a very, very different ride um, for a couple reasons. Number one, because you're not really facing frontwards. You're kind of facing sideways. And they do that for a reason. So you can kind of go to from screen to screen, from scene to scene, and not see what's ahead of you, which is interesting. Um, that, that, that I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed, you know, seeing the different scenes and you're kind of moving around like you're kind of flying around. But to me, it didn't seem much different of a ride than some of the other rides they have at, at Universal Studios. For okay. instance, the Transformers ride. Or even the Simpsons ride, um, you're kind of you're kind of moving around. I mean, the Simpsons ride obviously is a bit different because you're stationary. But I mean, the universe, the uh, the Transformers ride, you're moving from station to station, kind of similar to what you're doing in Harry Potter. Um, but like I said, like if you if you look around at the beginning of the ride or even at the end, you can see like that you're basically like on some kind of a crane of some kind, which is really kind of interesting. Each each little individual coaster is on some like individual crane that kind of moves you around. So it's very it's very I mean they they designed it very well and certainly it was certainly is very technologically advanced, but as a ride I wasn't that impressed. I mean, okay. and some of the reasons why was because it. I I almost feel like the 3D ride on Transformers is more interactive because you have the 3D glasses. Okay. Even though it was in 4K, the screen look didn't look that clear. Maybe because we're dark and the, and the colors didn't pop on the screen. But I I didn't feel like the colors popped on the on the screens where you're at Quidditch and you're flying around. Um, I was I was very last thing I was extremely disappointed for this. There's no Voldemort. He wasn't in it, and I mean, like I understand that, like that maybe like they didn't get the rights to it, but that was super disappointing. He's the he's he's the quintessential anti. He's he's the he's the enemy, and he wasn't in it. Like that was so disappointing to me. Like I I I wanted to see him. I wanted to I wanted to like. Have 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 him on a screen where he's shooting a wand at me or something. I wanted to see that and I didn't get it. Okay. So give me give me a reaction on, on the world just is the awesome. World. Just the world is awesome. Through. I mean, it looks like something at Disney. They really everything that there's so many little details and things in the land that it's. I mean, like as a person who didn't really read the books and didn't and didn't really watch. I mean, I've seen the movies once, so I don't really get all the details and the Easter eggs and like, you know, like, oh, where is this character in the the story? Like, I don't really get all that, but there's a lot of stuff to look at. I mean, you can get drinks, you can get food, you can get wands, you can get outfits. Um, It was a very, very cool experience. They have cobblestones on the ground, you know, it's, it's. They they really you know there's snow on the on the, on the shops there's fake snow on the shops they have a they have a train with a conductor standing out front you can take pictures with and there's smoke the Hogwarts coming. Express yeah the Hogwarts Express they have smoke coming out the train so it looks like it's it's ready to go 
Um, yeah. You know, they have they have doors that move like like monsters are trying to get out or stuff like that. You know, like the handles of doors will be turning. You know, you're walking through the shops and things will pictures will move. Um, I will say that about the ride too. The not to, not not to digress and go back to the ride, but the, but the queue was very cool. Um, there's so a lot of, the there's a lot of, yeah, you're walking through the castle, you get to see different, different characters from the movies, you get to see different little details, you get to see the sorting hat, you get to see, you know, like lots of different things. That was very cool, but I just wasn't that impressed with the ride, but okay. the, but the world is pretty awesome. Okay. Um, cool. You can spend a lot of time on that. Um, what did you think? Did, was there anything that changed for you? Uh, no, or? nothing changed, nothing new. I, I, I again, it's, it's. It's the most detailed part of, of Universal, so I enjoyed that. Um, you know, you could end up spending a lot of money there, so I try not oh, to yeah. spend so much time there. It's very, very cool. Just even the little shops like Honeydukes, which is the sweet shop that's referenced in the book. Um, it's very detailed. It's very organized. Even in the shop, they do little things, magical things that kind of... Yeah. You know, so it, they're fully themed. All of the people... The majority of the the people working there, the cast members, you know, speak with a British accent. Yes. And, you know, they're going all out. They try and sell you butterbeer in an English yes. accent. It's very, very cool. Um, you know, again, if if you're a if you're a middle of the road Harry Potter fan, the the world and the ride are going to be cool for you. It's going to be cool to look at, um, but it's not going to be something that's going to blow you away. If you're a huge Harry Potter fan, you're going to love you're it. You're going to love it. You'll love it. Um, so that's my opinion. Uh, the only thing that's changed in Universal since I've been there is the DreamWorks Animation Theater. Um, it used to be Shrek 4D. Now it's DreamWorks Animation Theater featuring Kung cool. Fu Panda. That was cool. I thought it was a huge upgrade from Shrek 4D. I really enjoyed it. I liked the story they told. I For some reason, I thought we were going to get 4D glasses and, and experience it that way. But again, that would have ruined the entire thing of the theater because the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the entire theater around you was... You know, visually doing something, a it was screen. a screen. Yeah. It changed um, to a screen, which made it really cool. It surrounded you. Yeah. Um, going along water and down down waterfalls and and, the, and and then just the whole the screen suddenly changes. The story was cool, the story was entertaining. I mean, as far as stories yeah, go. Kung Fu Panda isn't my favorite yeah. DreamWorks character, but I liked the intro where they had all the other characters from DreamWorks come out. Oh, that was funny. In where, the, you in, know, Shrek was there, the Penguin was there, Madagascar was there, the Anna Kendrick's character from Trolls was there. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I think it's a good upgrade for them. Um, yeah. That's I all th- I really got I thought it was cool, that. too. Yeah. It was cool. It would, that would have been the one ride I would have liked to have gone on twice. Um, but... Some of the other lines were longer than anticipated, and we did Harry Potter twice, so that was that was worth it. Um, the last new thing that we did, um, we did the studio tour. The studio tour is the classic studio tour. Again, I've done the last part, but Fast and Furious Supercharged would be new for you. Um, any anything or or we're, we're it good. was similar to the uh, King Kong three sixty. You know, you put on glasses, and then there's like a. There's a couple screens that are kind of the the whole. You're sitting in. You're basically sitting in the tram on some kind of a motion sensor, not motion sensor, but um, hydraulic lift yeah. that moves you around as 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 you kind of as the screens change. The screens on the side are moving, yeah. so it feels yeah, like you're going. It feels like you're moving. That's very cool, but I like the more practical effects. You know, you and I both. Um, you know, I think you might agree that the practical effects are. 
a little bit more Jaws coming out of the yeah. water is always going to be my favorite Jaws part. coming out of the water. And what makes that and what makes the whole Jaws scene that much scarier and much more interesting, some lady got scared too. Oh, did you notice that on our ride? A lot of people always, if it's their first time, um, people don't know that it's like she, coming uh, out of she, she was standing up. She wanted to get off the ride. And then the lady was like, you have to sit down. We're moving now. Um, no, you're not even paying attention to the water because this whole like gas station on the dock is like catching fire. And so you're just like, holy crap, this thing's really on fire. And like you can feel the heat. And then all of a sudden at the last minute, Jaws just pops up out of the water when you're least expecting it. And if you took the best picture yeah. of Jaws coming out the water. I knew, was, I knew when it was coming. Some was people, most people cool. don't know that it's coming. So they're like, oh my God. Like, I knew it was coming, so I was ready for yeah, the picture that spot. that was very cool. Um, that's the only thing new on the studio tour. Again, I would recommend the studio tour always. It's very different than the Warner Brothers. Especially so. for, yeah, because it's, it's more of a ride. Yeah. Because it's more, cause you're in the theme park. Again, Warner Brothers doesn't have a theme park, so that's kind of really all they have to offer. So they have to make it a little bit more, more unique. I will say, if you ever go on the VIP experience at Universal... That is more like the Warner Brothers thing where you get to go to, you get to go to the prop room, you get to go to the sound stages, you get to do things like that. Um, other than that, though, I mean, VIP experience, we're talking like four and five hundred bucks. So, damn, that might have been a once in a lifetime experience for me, yeah, but uh, it was worth it. Um, that's the only that's all the new stuff we have. We'll touch on, I guess, Jurassic Park, I think, actually ends today or tomorrow. Today or tomorrow. Um, any wah, wah, any wah. last words you have for Jurassic Park? It was a lot busier than than you and I had had remembered from previous. But again, they've yeah. been, they've been advertising it heavily as it's closing. There were you always see Jurassic Park shirts at Universal, but there were a there lot were a more ton. this time. So I feel like a lot of people were going. Uh, maybe not just to ride that, but certainly to ride that. We went at a busy part of the day because it was the hottest part of the day as well. Um, anything, any, any last words for the Jurassic Park ride, Joe, or you'll miss it or I was trying to think of something clever from the movie, but I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, okay. I guess I didn't plan It's still it. early in the morning. Life finds a way, I guess. There you go. Um, um, yeah, I, I just, I, yeah, even some of the effects that they had before weren't working. Like they were just older effects, like, you know, the car on the side, the car on the side usually comes down. At the end, you can see the track where the car oh, comes down. Oh, I didn't even notice. But it's that. just, but it's just sitting in the water. Um, it's just I sitting see. there because remember in the movie how like the car comes down yeah, and yeah, kind of yeah, scares yeah. you. Interesting. That used to be how it used to be on the ride. But again, the last two times I've been there, it's just been sitting in the water, and you can see the track on the side where it's supposed to do that. I see. So maybe it's just you know it's, it's time. It's just time for it to change. Um, it was still very. I, cool, I hope I hope they keep the water theme. I hope they keep all of that. I think they will. Because um, they don't have really any other water rides in general at Universal, so maybe they just have to keep it in a sense. Um, I hope they don't go 3D. I hope they keep the practical effects. I hope they just update the practical effects. And yeah. The last drop is still very, very oh, cool. Oh, it's awesome. Um, they got the music I, playing in the background. They got the drums yeah. banging. So I, and I, I, awesome. I hope they don't change yeah. that. Um, you get the T-Rex coming down at the very yeah, end. That was very, so very, cool. And everyone was clapping when it was done because yeah. they knew it was like the last time they were going to ride the ride. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was it was a very it was a, it, it was a good send off. Yeah, I it was good experience. I'm glad that we did that at the end. Um, yeah, I would have been, I would have been, I would have would have kicked myself if I didn't experience it one last time before yeah. it closed. Um, so we're looking at a couple years at least. I think a year and a half is what we said for Jurassic World to come out um, the ride, but that'll probably tie into when Jurassic Park Jurassic World three comes out. Excuse me, um, is when we're probably looking at. Um, 
yeah, that's it. We did a lot of stuff. We had a lot of fun. Yep. Um, I'm sure we'll do it again some point in the future. Um, if there's anything we missed, anything you guys want us to talk about in terms of the rides, in terms of our experiences, if there's anything else on TV that we didn't touch on, any news we didn't touch on, any movies, we didn't get a chance to see any movies at Dark Knight this week because we yeah. were out of town. There's a bunch of films coming out uh, soon. Again, we talked about Operation Finale. There's a bunch of other films working. If you've seen any Marvel films for the 10th anniversary, let us know. Yeah, let Max, know how you Max seen in a couple of those. Yeah, um, it's very, very cool. So, again, as always, like, subscribe, comment, share, follow, uh, rate us, review us. Yeah. And uh, thanks again for listening, as always. Yep, Thank thanks, you, guys. Joe, for, for being here. And, and we'll you talk too. to you guys next week. All right. Take care, guys.